It's dead real. Yo, why is Jada Kiss as hard as it gets? Why is the industry designed to keep the artists in debt? And why them dudes ain't riding if they part of your set? And why they never get it? You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. 713-780-ESPN if you want to text us at Jordan 97, Josh Jordan 97.5, at Carlson Radio, at Jerry Bo Knows with a Z. Hour two. Let's loosen up a little bit here. But this might tighten, this might aggravate some folks. What a... When you order a pizza, what's your favorite way? What's your favorite pizza? If you could have it anywhere, are you an extra sauce guy, extra cheesy, or topping? What is uh, it? I'm a pepperoni and jalapeno guy. Jalapeno? Yeah. How do you feel about pineapples on a pizza? Uh, not for me. I, I get why some people like it, but no. Nah. I, I, I like more of the salty and the spicy than the sweet stuff. I like to uh, ask that within a, the first two, two minutes of a conversation. Uh, how do you feel about pineapple pizza? Uh-huh. How about you, Andrew? How, what's your favorite type of pie? Personally, I'm a Chicago deep dish when I can get it. Obviously, that's not all the time down here in Houston. But if I can't do that, I'm a big bell peppers, onions, mushrooms, sausage, pepperoni. Just throw a bunch of stuff on there. I, uh, I'm i an extra sauce and cheese guy. Yeah? Yeah, I like it. But then I had a bad experience not too long ago, and it's like, I felt like it was late to the night, and they just dumped all the extra sauce they had. Like, well, this is all we have left. We don't want to waste it. And my pizza was basically bleeding through the pizza box. You know what I mean? The guy, when you, when your pizza guy shows up with your your pizza sauce on his hands, you know, he, you're thinking, what? He looks at you and he just shakes his head, like, man, I don't know what's in there. You wanted extra sauce. Now, New York rapper Jada Kiss went viral this week because he ordered a custom pizza. All crust. <laughs> what? That's all, not pizza. All crust. There's a picture to back it up. Brooklyn's Cuts and Slices recently posted the picture of the custom pizza. They made it for Jada Kiss last year. Um, it's all crust. That's breadsticks. That's it's not even pizza. That's just... It, there's a picture of it here. It, it, it's the shape of a pizza. It, it looks basically just like a ring. And it's all, it's all bread. It's all... It's just crust. It's basically breadsticks in a, in a big ring. What kind of sociopath? Does, I don't know. Let's see what he has to say about this. The crust was always my favorite part of the pizza from when I was a little kid. And then as a, you know, now that I'm on the healthy thing and I found out how bad dairy is, I used to just rip the cheese off and just eat the pizza like that. And then my bucket list was to always go in the pizza shop and try to just order a, cru- a pie, you know, a crust, a, a pie of crust. But I, I never could do it until my man Randy, he got the cuts and slices pizza shop in Brooklyn. So I had, you know, he, the owner was my man. So I'm like, yo, can you, you think you can make me a pie just the crust? He like, you serious, Kiss? I'm like, yeah, man, just make it. Just try it for me. So he made it. And, um, I went by and got it. Everybody was laughing. I enjoyed it. And then a few months, uh, a couple days ago, I seen that villa. The pizza shop villa was was actually selling pieces of crust. And then he reposted the one that he made for me last year. 
and then the thing went viral. <laughs> Dude, I love that he's talking about getting healthy by slamming carbs, you know, eating all bread, and he's worried about eating healthy. The Onion went to Twitter, and they put a, a bunch of crust in the water, and they said they're basically, instead of making bone broth, they're making pizza stock broth. <laughs> At the end of the day, I don't see where the health is in that. No. It, I mean, it's breadsticks. If it makes you feel better. It doesn't. And, of course, the pizza shop's going to want to do it. You're basically paying the price of a pizza for breadsticks. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. This other story of yours doesn't make any sense either. Dude, we we, we got to have that. Have you guys heard the, the Baby Shark song? I think Andrew here is going to play a little bit of it. So So here's the headline. Basically, a park in Florida is playing Baby Shark on a loop just to keep basically homeless people from going and sleeping in the park and kind of camping there overnight. So they're trying to to push them away and I guess just drive them crazy. So yeah, so here's the song, Baby Shark. And yeah, it is pretty annoying, but it is a pretty popular song. So here's a little bit of it. I mean, at first, you're kind of like, yeah, it's kind of catchy. You're listening to Money Line on ESPN 97.5. This will be our new song. So this is it. Now, you got to admit, like, after the first two minutes, like, by hour number three, you're going to want to blow your brains out just listening to this, being pumped at crazy volume. And so, yeah, they're they're playing this, and they're basically they're getting a lot of responses saying that this is discrimination and people are disgusted with them and they need to show compassion for the homeless people. They're even saying that this is immoral playing this song on a loop in their own park. And what's kind of funny about it is they actually have a pretty good reason for it. They said that basically people pay to use this little pavilion area in the park and people actually rent it out and pay for it. And that the homeless are leaving a lot of trash behind and they're, they're making the song, they're making the place kind of, you know, gross, basically. People don't want to go there. It's not clean. People are leaving everything behind. So they're saying, like, we're doing this on purpose because people pay to rent this out, and they don't want to pay to rent it out if there's a bunch of trash and stuff left behind. So this is what they're going to. They're, they're not paying a security guard to push people out. They're, they're just playing Baby Shark on loop 24-7 once it, once it hits night, just over and over and over again, and it's actually working. It works. Yeah. You wouldn't want to listen to that. <laughs> no. I got another one here for you. Let's go to Ohio. 24-year-old Christian Collins is charged with obstructing official business, resisting arrest, trespass, and domestic violence. Now, we hear a lot, and I hate, these are the worst stories whenever you hear, and especially in this Houston heat. I mean, any heat, but here in Houston, you know, we hear dog locked in car. You know, you hear this a lot often. Actually, one of the poker rooms I was at the other day, a guy left his dog in the in the in the in the car while he went and played poker. The cops came and arrested this boy at the wow. poker table. Yeah, yeah. So you hear that even worse when kids, because you start wondering, yeah. man, how do you forget? Like that's one of the first things. Whenever I get out of the car with my kids, I'm thinking that's the first thing, you know. But again, I, everyone's situation. I'm not going to get on that. But you hear all that time. But this one is a little bit different. According to police, 24-year-old woman called officers to her South Federal drive home Thursday afternoon because Collins had locked himself inside her Kia Optima and refused to get out of the car. The, fa- the officer, the first officer to arrive, to, uh, asked Collins through the passenger side window. He cracked it open. <laughs> A few inches, like, what's going on? 
Basically, he said he locked himself in the car because he didn't want to have sex with his, uh, with his girlfriend anymore. <laughs> what in the world is going on here? My, it's pretty funny, though, just thinking of that guy sitting in the car and the cop coming up and him just cracking the window just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sir? <laughs> and he got his lips right there. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have sex with her anymore. Basically, police were able to confirm with the girlfriend because she said he ran out of the apartment because he didn't want to have sex with her. And he's been in that hot car. <laughs> so something had to be done. That must be some terrible sex if you're going to lock yourself in a, a steaming car to get out of it. He still didn't want to come out. They basically had to unlock it, reach it inside and pull him out. At which time that he said he was injured and he ended up having to go to St. Joseph Hospital for treatment. Before going to jail for these charges, he made it hard to get. And not only you figure like, okay, the cops are here. I'm saved. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, he wasn't. He's like, y'all are in on this too. <laughs> and then they take him to jail where he might have to be forced to have some sex that he doesn't want to there. So, see, it didn't work. The plan and, did not work. And you know how it goes in jail. You're sitting right there, and then everyone's like, so what are you in for here, man? And some guy <laughs> drunk driving. Some guy's like, man, I had tickets. And you're like, I didn't want to have sex with my girlfriend. <laughs> Then, the, then you got Bubba in the corner. Hmm? <laughs> you don't say. But either way, it goes, if you're out there right now and you don't want to partake in any activities, sexual activities on this day, don't go to the Optima, the, the Kia. No, don't go to the Kia. It reminds me of like Half-Baked with Nate and his naughty jungle of love. And <laughs> you remember that scene? Man, that's... That didn't work out for anybody, but in the Florida police got to be like, really? This is this is what we have to do? We have to get guys out of cars that don't want to have sex with their girlfriends? Like, When you sign up to be a cop, that's probably not the stuff you're planning on having to work out. I want to see a picture of her. They didn't post anything oh, about her because you, you wonder. But to, to put a stamp on this, his mugshot, he has a tear in his eye. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. <laughs> this is where Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. A crooked childhood is what the way I am. It's got me in the state where I don't give a damn. Cheer. Somebody help me, but no, they don't. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. Squad's in the building. Andrew Carlson, Josh Jordan, Jerry Bo knows. Hey, let's open up the lines if you want to get in the Fantasy Football League. 713-780-3776. We'd be glad to take you. Uh, we got maybe almost a league full, full by now. I say, I say we got somewhere around 10. And we plan on doing a few leagues, so if you want to get on in, I know some of you have hit us on Twitter. Uh, A few of you have reached out to the Moneyline Twitter, so this is your shot right here to get on in. We'll be glad to take you, 713-780-3776. And that also goes for our people that are not in Houston. It's open for you as well, as we will have online leagues. Want to go ahead and do a little bit of maintenance here from Twitter. Our man Travis Cope says he uh, sent us a video breaking down some of the facts surrounding the ruling on Tyreek Hill. Again, yeah, and and I, I'd uh, heard this already, but 
Yeah, uh, that's why I said it loosely, and and I want to put a exclamation point on that. I can't go out there and charge this man saying, man, he did this because if he wasn't found guilty by the law, how am I going to do that? Or the, you know, whenever the his son's arm being broken, it touched a, it touched a few bats. You know, it it it, it, it ruffled feathers, let's say, right? Because anytime that the domestic and child uh, kids are getting abused, it 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 ruffles feathers. It rings a bell. Like, sure. hey, hold on, wait, let's put a stop to this, but. Again, now they're saying that he didn't have anything to do with that. And, again, I don't want to get too far deep into the legalities of it, but I can't. Do I think he's a great guy? Probably not. Do Can I sit here and say he's a criminal? No, because he wasn't convicted. Now, don't get me wrong. People are like, well, then what about OJ? You're going to – yeah, he's a criminal, I think. But, again, I mean, I don't I, – I, I'm not the law. No, and – I think part of this with Tyreek Hill is this wasn't the first time. I believe in college he had some character issues, and I think allegedly he he hit his girlfriend when she was pregnant with this kid at that time. So that was kind of the story about that. So people were thinking this is him showing a pattern of this behavior. So, you know, hey, either way, the NFL decided they're not going to suspend him. So we move on, and we might see a long-term deal happen with him pretty soon because they were talking about it until all this happened. And it's funny that, like, Kareem Hunt, they didn't have time for it, right? They cut him. Yeah. But they said with Kareem Hunt it was different because they asked him about it, and he, he lied to them, and so they felt that they couldn't trust him. This is a different situation, and, and let's be honest, you know, running backs, they're easier to replace. And now as we look back, Andy Reid must have felt pretty good about Damian Williams. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he knew he had that guy when he cut Kareem Hunt, and then they gave they gave Damian Williams a contract extension at the end of the year. And they had to have felt some kind of threat with maybe what was going to happen because why they got get Hardman so quick? You know what I mean? They they they, they reached out. Yes, they, I, I want to say they traded up. Yeah, they they knew they had to they had to get somebody that had those similar set of skills, somebody the, with some speed. Now. What does Cowboys Nation think about all this? We go to Dr. Dre on 290 off of Twitter, and he says, Funny how Zeke got suspended for less when Tyreek Hill is involved in his son's broken arm deal, which we just said they, they, they clarified that he didn't have anything. But again, I see what you're saying as far as what Zeke got compared to what, what, what Hill's getting now, and now he's saying it's got to be even ground. You can't suspend one guy and turn a blind eye on another case. Maybe this is slightly different in a way, but... Let's talk about going forward. Like, what happens to the next guy that's involved in this? It's it's going to be interesting to see how they treat this because there's not an even ground anymore. It's just per case basis, I guess. And yeah, we'll keep seeing. Like, we even go back to the Greg Hardy. I mean, they were talking about he threw the girl down on a on a gun uh, on a bed full of guns, yeah. talking about he was going to sh- kill her. You know what I mean? That's. Now you got guys being recorded threatening, saying you got you got to you you ought to be scared of me too, right? Like, so that there it's there. There's there's things that have happened in the past, so there's obviously something there. Do we go to the extremity of saying this is a full out criminal? I don't know if we can do that by the law. They're not. They couldn't prove it, and you know she doctored that audio. You know he still said what he said, but she doctored that tape. So. You know, if you're objective and you're just looking at it, that looks suspicious. If your main witness did something like that and doctored the audio, then you don't know if you can trust what they're saying. Exactly. Like, I got a feeling that guy with the poker, he's going to doctor my audio to say <laughs> that it wasn't a rebuy, and then I just play loose hands. You know what I mean? Like, you can doctor anything. You can. Let's, let's go to the HR, HRP listener line. We have Marty. He wants in the Fantasy Football League. What's going on, Marty? Hello. How are you doing today? 
Good. How are you doing on this beautiful morning? Good, good. Just running some errands. So you wanna you wanna be in on the league, huh, Marty? Yes, sir. You uh you uh play uh fantasy football often? Um, I do. I not as much as I would like, but yeah. Got you. Well, we'll be glad to have you, Marty. You're in the league. We're gonna get some of your information here. I want to know one thing before we get off the line, Marty. Gets the number one pick. Let's say in a in a perfect world, Marty, you got the number one overall draft pick this year. Who's on that? Who who are you picking? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. You heard it here first, Marty. We're gonna put you on hold here. We'll be glad to see, have you in the league. Stay tuned to our uh, upcoming shows that we'll be announcing where we're going. Uh, will where we will be having these drafts. Thanks. Thank yeah, thanks so for calling, much. Marty. We'll get your give your contact info to uh, Andrew. We'll get you set up. So there you go. I know I want to play in a fantasy league when they're taking Aaron Rodgers with the first pick. I am all in on that league. But I like it, though, man. People, yeah. If you're out there, like I said, and even if you're a novice player, don't think that I'm saying, if what's the wrong answer? If I say, man, I've never really played, but I'd love to play with you guys. Hey, come on in. Last year, we had a women, uh, one of the league winners, a girl. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're a female and you're saying, hey, I want to play with you guys, come on in. I would, we, hey, we'd be glad to have you. Josh's wife plays. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm sure my wife played last yep. year. So, I mean, a lot of people played. We'd be glad to have you. 713-780-3776 if you want in the Moneyline Leagues. Again, we will be having some live drafts. We got him, We have our man from Beaumont coming out last year. If you bring out your son this year, you're, hey, be, you're welcome to sign your son up as well, too, because – I'm a I'm a strong believer in getting the fantasy football into the youngins. Yeah, I love it. I love it, man. Because or even your wife, if you've never had a if you if your wife doesn't play, man, and even she's kind of like a somewhat of a football fan, put her in the fantasy football league. It makes things better. Just don't give her advice on who to start and sit because that'll <laughs> mess up your whole day. I don't do it for my wife. She even has to call Josh sometimes, and they they, they turn off my mic basically. She has to call because I hit her with a she's like, honey before you go. Who do I start? I got. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six is all I could tell her. That, that's what we're here for. So listen to us on Sundays. We'll get you ready for kickoff. Andrew always has the active inactives for us around eleven o'clock, so you'll know who's playing, who's not. And uh, so we're also going to do a little preview here. Last week we did the AFC West, and uh, oh, we're going to get into uh, the AFC North. But first, we got another call. Daniel, let's go to Daniel. Fantasy football. He wants to talk about. He wants in the league. What's going on, my man? Oh, just running some errands, man. You uh, you a fantasy football guy? You play often? Yeah, every year for about 15 years straight now. I appreciate that, my man. I appreciate the call. We're going to go ahead and go ahead and put them in. So, again, stay tuned for the next couple of weeks. We're going to start announcing we will, where we'll have those drafts from. But we're glad to have you, Daniel, and glad to, to have you as a money liner. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And I, I do kind of like asking these guys, you know, who, who they would take with their first-round pick because you get a lot of different answers. And it depends on your format, right? If you're in a two-quarterback league, you're, you're going to take quarterbacks a little sooner. PPR, you're, you know, you're going to take those receivers a little earlier too. And it's not just to, to show your hand either because right now you're saying, hold on, well, what if I'm telling you now and you're going to know? Because a lot changes from here to, to five weeks from now. Yeah. A lot's going to change. You're going to – we'll know a lot about Zeke. You know what I mean? We'll yeah. know a lot about Julio. Not to say that there's anything in question because he says he trusts. He trusts management. He says, hey, they're going to – I mean, I would trust him too if he owns Home Depot. No, I'm just joking. Uh, but, <laughs> right? no, no, honestly, I think that he's give, he's been given the vibe that, hey, don't worry, man, I'm going to take care of you. And Julio just – I love Julio. 
He's a great player. I love the way he, you never really hear much other than him losing his, what, $100,000 chain off a jet ski. But that's all you hear about him. And that's another thing about DeAndre Hopkins. You never hear anything off the field about him. We talk about the Zeke wanting to turn in a, a D-minus conduct card and get, and get a, you know, get the, the honor roll. No, bro, like, you got to earn this. And you, we don't, it doesn't work like that. But all you guys that are out there showing up year in, year out, put on that uniform, locker room, guys. Like Julio, I hope you get your money, man. No doubt. And speaking of Julio, we're going to hit the AFC North next. And a guy that was drafted in the same draft as Julio right in front of him, A.J. Green. These guys are getting up there in age a little bit. I think A.J. Green's 31 now, so Julio's got to be in that ballpark around that age. You're you're getting up there to where are they going to extend these guys or are they going to have another big year, A.J. Green? Been a little banged up the last couple years, so we're going to talk about him when we talk about the AFC North. And that'll be coming up next. You heard it here. Money coming up. Fantasy talk and a little bit more laughs. Fire up the charcoal. It's a barbecue party on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. All she ever did was give a love. Everyone, they only take a love. So you scared of love. I don't blame you, love. Let me be the one to show you love. ESPN 97.5. Said she tired of little money, need a big boy. Pull up 20 inch blades like I'm Lil Toy. Now it's everybody flocking, need a decoy. Shorty mixing up the vodka with the leak coy. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Hey, welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. Let's turn up on a Sunday morning at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter at JoshJordan97.5, at Carlson Radio, at Jerry Bone Knows. We're all in the building. The squad is here, and we're ready to put some money in your pockets. It's coming, I promise. We only got 30 minutes, and you know I like to build up the suspense, but I got a little bit of MLS for you, a little bit of one max bet today, and the rest will, will be dropped on SportsMap. On the Bookie Buster. So anything you also miss on here, don't be afraid to go over there. Give us some clicks because we got tons of content over there. All you Westbrook uh, Rockets guys, go to go to SportsMap. We have so many videos on that. On that, We yeah. have Astros videos. We have uh, fantasy football stuff that's going to start unraveling here, right? Yeah, Pretty I soon. This, I think this week I'll probably put out one of my first pieces. So I just I got to get some research done. You know how that goes. You can't really... Uh, throw out fantasy football articles without putting in a little bit of research. You got you to know your stuff. One thing we will throw out is Moneyline Fantasy League entries. And we got a few people on the line. I'm telling you, if you're listening out there, 713-780-3776, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a live draft. Last year it was at St. Arnold's. This year I'm doing the whole poster board. We're doing the stickers, the nacho cheese on your hands, the <laughs> drunk, the, the drafting the wrong Adrian Peterson. We're doing all that fun. So let's get over to Heath. You're on Moneyline. What's going on, my man? What's up? How are you doing? You're a big fantasy football guy? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. Well, we, we'll be glad to have you. Heath, you're in the fantasy league this season, but I want to know one thing. You got the first overall draft pick, and I know a lot changes from here to the to when we actually draft, but who's on your radar right now? Who do you think, like, hey, man, that's the guy that's going to be the overall top scorer? Uh, I'm thinking Hop. 
There yeah. you go. I like it. I can't argue it. You heard it here. Heath, you're in the Fantasy Football League. Again, listen to the upcoming shows, and we'll announce where these leagues are going to go down, and, and we'll be sending out some emails as well. Give your contact info to Andrew. We'll put you on hold. All right, next All one. Right. Th- thanks, Heath. All right, Ricky, you want to be in the league. What's going on, my man? Hey, how's it going, guys? This is uh, the defending champ from last year, Wilson27 on Twitter. Oh, what's going on, champ? Not much. I'm looking to uh, repeat my uh, uh, year this year. How can we turn down the, the champion? Hey, we got to have the champ back. So, so Ricky, for you, you got the first pick. Who are you looking at this year if you have the first pick? How does uh, Bark at 2K sound? Ooh, Ooh, yeah, I like it. That's the second time I think we've we've, we've heard that from some callers. Uh, and like again, we asked us not to give away your plan or anything, but just to see where people's minds at. Because you see, obviously, like a lot of us would think, no, it's going to be in these three running backs. You're hearing a lot of different answers, and and we asked this loosely because we could say, well, who are you getting first? Well, what kind of scoring is it, Jerry? You're like, right. what are we doing here? But just overall, and I'd love to hear it. We love we love the support you always give us, Ricky. And Ricky, for all you don't know, he's not even from Houston, so we got. Listeners from all types of different cities and states, and we appreciate all the support. We're, again, we can only be as big as you guys help us be. But, Ricky, you're back in the league. Hopefully you can defend that title again. Uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll, we'll reach out in the next few weeks to talk about where and when uh, or actually how we'll be doing that online draft. Thank you so much. It sounds so great. You guys do an excellent job. Thanks, Ricky. We appreciate it, man. All right, guys. So, Man, we're still getting a lot of calls, but we we got to get into this AFC uh, North here, right, Jerry? Go ahead. You teased AJ Green, so let's start there with the Bengals. What are your thoughts? This is this is going to be interesting here because with AJ Green, we know he's a he's a good fantasy performer throughout his career. You know, very good. But with him, he's getting a little older. I believe he's thirty one. The injuries are starting to pile up. So on a per game basis. AJ Green, he's he's a really good player, and you know Andy Dalton's not a great quarterback, but. You know, he, he gets the ball to A.J. I think something to keep in mind is, you know, it's going to be a new offense there this year. I believe Zach Taylor is their new head coach. I believe he was the quarterback's coach with the Rams. So maybe there's some of that Scott McVay kind of thing going on with the offense. We shall see. I think A.J. Green's worth taking in, you know, I don't know, third round, late second round. Depends on, really for me, it's what else is on the board. But if you're going for upside, he can be really good. And remember, Tyler Boyd was actually better when AJ Green was on the field with them last year. So don't let you know don't let that affect your opinion on these guys. With both guys healthy, they should both be good. So you know AJ Green, he's a guy that it's high risk, high reward. If he when when he plays, he's going to help you. So but it's going to you know he, he, here's the other thing. I, I hate to do this to Bengals players. But I've been burned by these guys a lot, and by A.J. Green in particular, because typically at the end of the year, they're not in it. So when they have these little dinged-up injuries and it gets to the end of the year and they know they're not playing for the playoffs, a lot of times they're not pushing real hard for your fantasy team either. So that's something to keep in mind. The guys on the teams that are more competitive, they're more likely to play through these injuries and help your fantasy team, where A.J. Green's like, man, i I got to look out for me. So now, keep that in mind. Now, we say third round is pretty much where he seems to be going now. Right. When you talk A.J. Green, he used to be... First rounder. Yeah, yeah, first rounder. Even when he dropped off a little bit, he was that second tier of wide receivers that would always go right after the top two wide receivers. Boom, here comes A.J. Green. Yep. Do you think that much of a drop-off is... Is is it, is it Should it be there? In the better words, is it justified? Because last year, he missed eight games due to that, that toe-foot injury, right? But... 
18 and a half points per game is what he yeah. averaged. That would make him wide receiver number 10. That's ahead of people like Mike Evans. Right. Stephon Diggs, which are going to get drafted before him this year. Nine and a half targets per game. That's something that cannot be uh, excused, right? Like right. the ball gets thrown to him. I, man, I want to say, because I, don't get me wrong, the drop-off comes at some point. It has to come. Is it this year? Because I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's a little bit too much because uh, it's in a full game, 16-game season, and I hate to use that theory because things happen uh, with a drop-off come, but we know that he's usually an 8-10 to 10 target guy. We know that he's a 5.5 to 7 reception per game guy, even when in, in his prime it's 7, 8, 9, and right now 5.5, five, five catches. We'll take that. But... To drop him all the way to third round is tough for me if you're getting Stephon Diggs and people like that getting drafted. No doubt. And I expect that the Vikings are going to run the ball a little more this year. So I, I'm, you know, guys like Thielen and Diggs, I'm not as high on because I think their offense is going to be a little more conservative. But you know, as far as the Bengals, I don't think their defense is going to be great. I think they're going to have to be chasing some points. So that, that lines up for A.J. Green. What about – here's a, a tough one for me. Let's go to the backfield in Cincinnati. Joe Mixon. What do you feel about him this year, Jerry? What are you seeing? He's always reminding me of a poor man, Bell, right? Yeah. And he's he, he he acts like it. He's a well. fanboy, yeah. Four games over 100 yards, 3.1 receptions per game. He gets all these other little stats, right? He's not just a, a, a three uh, uh, in-between-the-tackle runner. He can catch the ball in space. 17.4 fantasy points per game. That's a lot. It is, and... I'm probably going to be the lowest guy on Joe Mixon. I don't think I'm going to take him in pretty much any league. And look, all, all that stuff is great. But I did hear that like he was maybe asking to come out of some games last year. You know, some problems with, and we know about his character issues. I'm not going to get into that. But, you know, it, that makes me worry about the football side with him a little bit. We noticed they drafted two running backs. Gio Bernard's still there. And here's the thing about Gio. Like, he's still getting like three catches a game. You know, so he plays. So that makes me worried a little bit about Mixon from a PPR standpoint is if he's going to have to give up three catches every game to Gio, how many is he going to end up with? And here's the thing about Gio. He's still driving the hoopty from Hard Knocks. <laughs> no, let's get back to Mixon, though, here. Uh, you look at whenever you do fantasy, you look at strength of schedule, right? Weeks one through four, he's the top ten easiest fantasy uh, schedule as far as defense facing. But then you wonder as far as the fantasy playoffs, and he has the fourth easiest defenses. He goes up against Miami in week 16. Nice. Which is a lot of Super Bowls. So if you get there and you have Joe Mixon, it, the schedule is favorable. It is. And, and he is a, he's a really good player. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. I just... I've been burned by the Bengals a few times, and the Gio Bernard thing is not going away. And he's a good player. So it makes me a, a little a little weary about him, and that kind of brings me to the, the Brown side with Nick Chubb. He's a guy I'm a little worried about, too, as far as catching passes. Like, we know the way the NFL and fantasy football has changed. You've got to catch passes to be a, you know, a top five, top ten running back in fantasy, especially when you're playing in a PPR league, which we usually are. So with Chubb, I'm worried about early on that, you know, Duke Johnson's going to catch a lot of those passes. And then when Kareem Hunt comes back, he's a great pass catcher. So the back half of the year, I just don't know how much Nick Chubb's going to be catching the football. And that's big because, I mean, he's going around like the second round. Sometimes he'll fall to the third round. Like that's a high investment for a running back that you don't think is going to catch a lot of passes. Now, they may go against that and play him more in that manner. But as we're looking at it right now, 
I, I just don't see it. I don't think he's going to catch a ton of balls. I actually have an article I'm writing up uh, for a sports gaming podcast coming out this week about players of uh, season props. And I got Nick Chubb rush yards under 1175 for that reason of, all right, let's look after Carlos, Hyde, uh, Carlos Hyde's departure at week seven. He used 17 rush attempts per 84 point yards per game. That's what he had. But when you do the math, and you say what he would have to average this season to get to that 1,100-yard mark, I think that whenever Hunt comes in, it's going to damp- it's going to put a, it's going to be a punch. There. What if Hunt comes in and, and he – I mean, we're talking about the, the, yeah. the Russian leader. Yes. You know what I mean? We're talking about Kareem Hunt. They're going to give him a, ch- a shot. No matter how good Chubb is doing, he's got to get somewhat of a shot there, right? Yep. So what happens if he comes on there and he is – the Kareem Hunt that we've been accustomed to seeing, a guy that can also uh, catch the ball. Yes. He's going to be on the field making it harder to reach that 1,175 yards. So if you're telling me that the rush total, he would need 73.4 yards per game to rush to, to reach that feat. And last year, he rushed for 84.4 a game, and, and that was in a big year, right? It when, whenever the, It was all his pretty much. Don't get me wrong, Duke and them were there, Duke Johns, but... 17 rush attempts, 84 last year in, in a breakout year. And this year, you're asking, telling me he has to average 73, so about 10 yards less, 11. But then he's going to have to share the back end of that year? I don't think he gets there, and I think that's a good bet to make. Bet that under. Yeah, and they love to push the ball down the field through the air, that Browns offense with Freddie Kitchens. So you got to imagine that there's probably not going to be a lot of little dump passes. They're probably not going to rush the ball as much. They're going to push it down the field to Odell Beckham. Their new offensive coordinator comes in. I believe he worked under Dirk Cutter with Tampa. You know the Bucks love to push the ball down the field. So that tells me that there's going to be a lot of that in Cleveland this year. So that makes me worry about the ground game a little bit. Let's talk about the guy throwing the ball, right? One, Baker Mayfield, which... We know the off-field stuff, but in between the lines, he was pretty great. Uh, fantastic, right? He was overall quarterback 11, but we know that once the Hugh Jackson change came and a lot of change for the look of the offense, right? Sure. Freddie Kitchens changed a lot of things. What do you think about him going forward? Where do you think he lands? Do you think he's a, a, a QB1 or a, better yet, is he a top five quarterback the way he's talking? What do you, where do you think he lands? Last year, 17.1 fantasy points per game. I think that I think he's going to be drafted around the fifth or sixth quarterback off the board. For me, I don't see the value in those guys. I'm going to wait and wait and wait. Like I'm going to wait till like the 10th round to grab a quarterback if I don't end up with, you know, Deshaun or Patrick Mahomes. And I typically wait on quarterbacks. I don't like paying an early round pick for a quarterback. So with Baker, I feel like I'm I'm not going to have him in any league. Like his value is pretty high right now. In the sophomore slump thing. You know, it's, there's going to be a lot more tape on him. There's going to be more tape on the Freddie Kitchens offense. And I, I just think there's – now, of course, Odell Beckham being there is huge. That might make up for all these other things I see as negatives. I think Baker's going to be a, a number one quarterback. I, I bet he finishes somewhere in the, the back end of the top ten in quarterbacks is my guess. And that's where pretty much where he's going around. His ADP sits 91, sixth quarterback overall, which is a little slightly overhyped, though. Yep. I think he should be a little bit less than that, but – don't get me wrong. He has all the weapons around him, and I'm curious to see how this is going to work. Just to finish them off real quick so we can get to break Odell Beckham, do you think he has a great year? I think I think he'll be a top 10 receiver. I don't think he's going to be a top three. The volume is going to be crazy, though, because Jarvis Landry's a 145-target type guy. Right. So it's going to have to spread around. They have a tight end that gets the ball. 
And Callaway is going to be a good deep threat Callaway, for them. Yeah. They have plenty of, of weapons there. I'm excited to see what they have going on, but so is everyone else. And when people get overexcited, that tends to create value. And value is where gamblers come in and dominate. When we get back, we'll finish off the division. You're listening to the Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. Last segment. Let's get it on. 713-780-3776. We've been taking fantasy football entries. You guys are out there. It's it, The fever's in the air, right? Yeah, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's a good way. At Moneyline97.5. Say, hey, I want to be in the league. We're going to try to get them all filled. Last year, we had three leagues. I, I yeah. got a strange feeling we're going to have more of this league. I think so. And we might have a special surprise for you coming up in the next few weeks. We'll announce that. But we might have an extra league to be able to get jump in, uh, to jump in on that's going to be separate from everything else we do. Correct. So we'll see. That's, that's tentative. It's not for sure yet. So when we know, we will let you guys know. And then the rest of them also will be given out during the – if you come to the listener party – and yes, we'll be also giving out the, the, the final spots then. So find us at the listener party and we'll also be giving out some of those uh, entries. Yeah. Come up, hang out, drink a beer with us. It's going to be fun. All the show hosts are going to be there. It's going to be a good time. We can't wait. That's coming up in August. I believe it's the 15th, but don't quote me on that. But I believe it is. So anyway, last segment, we were hitting the AFC North. We kind of got through the Browns. We got through the Bengals a little bit. So we got to get to the Steelers. We got to get to the Ravens. Where do you want to go first? I know you're a big Steelers guy. Stab me in my chest right now. Go ahead. Do the Steelers. Let's do the Steelers here. And uh, I think this is kind of interesting because uh, Jerry and I talked yesterday like, hey, what division do we want to do? And I was like, I think this is a good division to do because it's interesting, right? All the Baker stuff. The Steelers, they're going to look different this year. No Le'Veon Bell. No Antonio Brown. Still a really good offensive line. I think the defense is still a good defense. Probably not a great defense. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But let's get into Juju Smith-Schuster here. This is, he's the guy, right? Because you're seeing him. He's even going in the first rounds of some PPR drafts. Now, you watch a lot of Steelers games, Jerry. What do you think about Juju? Can he step into that role and, and take over for Antonio Brown? That's a big role to step into. Yes, it is. That's a huge role. It's hard to replicate what Brown was able to do now can he be a one number? Oh, 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 wide receiver one? Yeah, he can. But I think the other two receivers in Washington and Moncrief is where it's going to land a lot of it. And as, really? as far as the tight end, don't even, not that they're going to have better stats by any means, but I think that's where the value is going to be because Juju's going to be overdrafted. He is, yeah. rightly so, right? Because let's talk about what the Steelers were last year. They had the most pass attempts in the league. Yep. Big Ben coming off the most passing touchdowns ever. He was a quarterback overall five, so he's throwing that ball. Yes, he is. They love to do that. What happens to, to Juju, though, whenever he has, when he is the the focal point of defenses? 
it's interesting. Like last year when Antonio didn't play, I believe it was week 17, he wasn't that great. But if you go back the year before when he played without Antonio Brown, he had a couple good games. So it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a little murky. But here's what's interesting to me is that Big Ben typically only targeted his number one, Antonio Brown, and he never had a number two receiver get over, I believe, 100 targets until Juju came around. So this past year, like, like Juju has been the difference maker. Big Ben typically didn't go to his number two wide receivers very much. You know, he would just really zero in on Antonio Brown and the tight ends. And of course, Le'Veon Bell caught a bazillion passes. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if he does decide to make a number two receiver important in this offense now that Juju is going to have to be the number one. Who is Juju as a number one? We got to see that back in 2017 when AB sat out those right. two games. Six for 75 and a touchdown, nine for 143 and a score. He can do it. He had eight games over 100 yards last year. And you think, okay, with those two guys, those are two target monsters, 6.9 receptions per game, and he was tied for fifth in receptions overall with 111. That's with sharing the field with one Antonio Brown. 18.6 fantasy points per game. I think we're going to see right a little there, 20, 20 21, it's PPR. You see the receptions are there, the, the, the target shares there. It's, I'm excited. Oh, I am too. And here's the exciting thing about Juju. He's been in the league for two years. He's only 22. I mean, just think about like, how quickly he has gotten good at a young age. And you know, we were talking about guys falling off. He's 22. And he won't be 23 till November. So it's just amazing how quickly he has become a good player in the NFL. It's, I think the sky's the limit for this guy. 169 targets are missing from AB, and Jesse James is gone as well. 39, plug in Vance McDonald, going over as the being drafted 88th overall, by like a tight end 10. Moncrief, wide receiver 37. James Washington, wide receiver 89. Just some things to keep in mind, and we can't uh, skip over the Steelers without touching James Conner. Got to do it. Being overdrafted, I believe, though, uh, last year he got a ton of volume. He did. Can he replicate that? Because we saw Jalen Samuels step in whenever Connor did get hurt some, and Jalen Samuels fit right in. Not to say that he'll throw up those numbers, but at the end of the day, it's uh, these these running backs don't have that much leverage anymore. No, and what worries me is when Connor did come back healthy and Jalen Samuels played, Samuels was still catching a lot of passes in those games. So, and there's been a lot of rumors coming out of Pittsburgh that they are gonna you know, split the workload a little bit. And remember, th- that is not how the Steelers typically do things. You know, when it was D'Angelo Williams coming in for Le'Veon 20 Bell. 20-plus games. Yeah, he was getting all the work. But I'm thinking that th- that's shifting a little bit this year. And if James Conner's not going to get all those, all those passes and catch all those balls, it's going to be hard for him to be a top-five running back. But I will say this. I think he had like 12 rushing touchdowns last year. Inside the five, he got yeah. the ball a lot, it seems and like. And they didn't do that with Le'Veon Bell. He wasn't a goal-line guy. They didn't want him to get banged down the line. Or do you think they were trying to stick it to him last year because he was holding out? For sure. You know what I mean? Let's get over to the Ravens before we get out of here. Lamar Jackson, we have spoke about him a couple times this offseason. Can he sustain that, the volume of running from a quarterback standpoint? I don't know if he could take the hits. I think that this offseason, they know that. They know that they have to improve him as a passer. He has to improve as a passer. But there's certain games where he was forced to pass. That Kansas City game, the, the Chargers game, and he did, and they won. And 
I think that he'll be fantastic this year. I think he'll accumulate many, many, many fantasy points on the ground as well. He's a really good value because you can get him in like the 12th round. And last year, if you just kind of, you know, get the basically extrapolate the whole season because, you know, when he became the starter was about halfway through the year. If you just look at the numbers when he was a starter, he was around like a top 12 quarterback in six point uh, per passing touchdown leagues, right around where Aaron Rodgers was about quarterback number 12. So that tells you he could be a a number one quarterback. Number one, I mean, a top 12 guy. Like we were talking about Baker Mayfield earlier. We don't think he's going to be the number one quarterback. We think he's a number one quarterback that he'll be a top 12 guy. And I think that's the case here with Lamar Jackson too. He was on pace for like 250 carries last year. Yeah, it's I ins- mean, that's ridiculous. It's insane. 11 total touchdowns, but only six were passing. But he had seven total turnovers, three interceptions, four fumbles. That's something we'll have to look out for. Also, him not having that great of a receiving core. Let's talk about them real quick. We only got a few minutes because they're not going to be able uh, It's not scary. It's no. not scary. So what happens here to a Mark Ingram, let's say? I, I like Ingram, but here, here's what scares me. Every year with the Ravens, it seems they kind of use a different running back than you thought they were going to use when the season started. So, you know, and Dixon's still there. So if Ingram gets that work, and, I mean, it's, it's going to be a good offense, I mean, as far as for running the ball, with Roman being there, being the offensive coordinator. I think Ingram is, is a nice value, a number two running back, a flex. But it just worries me because you're, you're worried they're going to give some of the workload to somebody else. Yeah, and I'm I'm a I'm curious to see how they treat the receiving core with Brown, with Willie Sneed, and then Boykin. They also drafted. They got two two guys they drafted yes. this year, and and Brown starting the season on the what is it unable to perform list? Yeah, he's got a, a foot injury he's dealing with, so it's going to be tough. He Jackson likes to throw to his tight ends, so there, there might be some good value at tight end on the Ravens. But I'm staying away from their receivers. Um, that, that's just not. They just worry me. So I'm not going to go that route. And I will say with, with Greg Roman coming in and running the offense, he, his offenses typically run less plays. And they ran a lot of plays last year in Baltimore. I, I believe they ran the most in the league. So you're going to see that come down a little bit. We got to get out of here. Let me sign off. But first, Atlanta United, D.C. United, the MLS, hit the over. Both teams to score. Hit the, the max is the over three. So I think they'll be goals. Signing off for the team, Andrew Carlson, Josh Jordan, Jerry Bone Nose. Peace. ESPN 97.5. I assumed you knew...